0: From Plant Lab Austin, Austin Texas. Texas, this is Stacker News Live! Hello
1: ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live with my BFF, Keon. How's it going, Keon?
0: Uh, it's going good, Car. It was an amazing week. Uh, lots of stuff happened and days went by and time passed and uh, it became Friday. And uh, been isn't, been isn't that a treat? Week. It's been a long week, right? long i don't know i mean it kind feels of, it's rainy here in austin i like i'm happy that, it's colder that we're having some weather you don't like it you like the heat we're going to summer baby oh i don't really i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of looking forward to winter i like um and then the of course the airbnb next door there's like less partying outside when the weather's bad so it's great i get to sleep what, yeah we're me and are super like? gonna go watch the airbnb movie tonight. barbarian I'm going to hold up a sign that says, move your Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ho- uh, homes, not hotels. <laughs> homes, not that's one <laughs> of my favorite uh, anti-Airbnb slogans. <laughs> They're doing pretty bad right now, which is great. And the housing market's tanking. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, everything's dying. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, credit is shrinking. That's kind of, that's what the Fed is trying to do right now. Thanks, drone pal. Yeah. Let's have some, let's restore some sanity to the markets. Um, there shouldn't be like a, I saw one stat where, uh, it's something, it's something like 20% of residents in Texas have a, have a car payment of greater than $1,000 a month, Wow, which is incredible. Cause like, I think like average income is, is is like 60 K or something. So it's like, it's like, what it's like, how are you doing? They're like living like millionaires, um, but they, they have like a very modest income. Yeah,
1: this is why I love being a pleb man. Just do pleb things. Live a pleb life. You know, I mean, stay humble. No one, need, I mean, Stack I know sats.
0: I've known several rich people that either don't own cars or they, they certainly don't have a car payment. That's over a thousand dollars. Like, um, just it's, How many it's, cars do you have? It's pretty absurd. uh I have a car, and Ashley has a car, but they're both like, you know, they're humble cars. Ashley inherited both her Teslas. Car. We're, they're both Toyotas. Toyota. I have owned a van. I bought a van a couple of years ago, like a Scooby Doo van. It's. I wish it were like a Scooby Doo van. No, it's like a Toyota Sienna. Oh wow. Yeah, but uh, nice, it's modest. Spot. It's a. I. Uh, it's very practical. I'll put a lot of miles on it. I bought it used. I didn't take out any debt for it. I just bought it and yeah. then Ashley inherited her car.
1: You also have this car and we should jump into this. Yeah, top but five people, might, <laughs> people might People might want to hear
0: actual Bitcoin <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So Bitcoin, what happened this week in Bitcoin on yeah, Stacker News? Um, so the first top story of the week is this post from Pro Xavier about Satoshi responding to climate FUD. You know, back in 2010. Um, really? Yeah. And basically laying out the arguments that a lot of us use because he's like speaking sense and sense like transcends time. Um, but basically there's a user on Bitcoin talk back in 2010 who kind of, you know, is, is uh, more or less concerned about uh, Bitcoin's energy use and how it's quote unquote wasteful. Makes sense. And Satoshi responds by... Uh, basically saying the utility of Bitcoin, as with most things in a in a market, will exceed will 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 have to exceed the actual cost of its existence. He uses gold as an example, but he's he's basically saying that that Bitcoin um, Bitcoin will be providing utility that is, that is that is nearly equivalent to the amount of energy that it's using. Um, I would I would argue. It, it, it provides that value much more efficiently than many other alternatives. Um, and then, uh, the critic, the person that Satoshi is responding to, uh, responds and kind of, you know, is convinced by this argument. He says, I'm now inclined to think that Bitcoin is in fact high efficient rather than inefficient. Um, something like a government fiat issued fiat currency may not have any obvious energy burden beyond its printing, but in fact, maintaining the value of the fiat currency requires a substantial investment and maintaining police, a legal system and national defense. And well put, yeah, so it's a, it's kind of a, you know, we, this, this, these criticisms last forever. Um, I think we'll never see an end to these kinds of like basically misconceptions of people who are, just scratching the surface with Bitcoin, thinking that it's inefficient and it's wasteful without really doing much thought. But Satoshi's response, I think, is timeless and we can just keep, we can keep responding the same way and hopefully allowing people to see um, where things are. But that was a top story of the week. Lots of people kind of responding any good ones? In uh, they, someone links to the original uh, Bitcoin Talk source, which is omitted in the post, which is nice. Um, nothing terribly, uh, I would say, insightful in the comment section. There is some, some discourse back and back and forth in here. I haven't read it all, but um, nice, a nice uh, discussion did build up for anyone kind of curious on, on um, more modern kind of takes on this. But as far as I understand, like the argument hasn't changed. And this is my argument usually when a friend brings up the energy usage of of Bitcoin, it's like, well, like everything we use, uh, everything we do uses energy. Um, or most of the things we we use uh, consumes energy in some capacity. And so long as it's providing utility, I think it's worth it and argue in my opinion, Bitcoin provides enormous utility. So uh, I think the energy usage is justified. Yeah, Um, yeah, pretty cool. This is like the uh, the length of discussion. It started out with a post titled "Bitcoin Minting is Thermodynamically Perverse." Um, What's kind of cool about going back to these early discussions is people in the early Bitcoin community were like very smart. (laughs) uh, um, Like, oh well, I mean, I think I think just like the the like average person who was interested in Bitcoin pretty early was, you know, they were very curious and nerdy and kind of, uh, you had to be like, and so that it's kind of a nice threshold. That's not to say that there aren't a ton of like super smart plebs that have come up more recently, but like the average discussion quality, uh, back in 2010 around Bitcoin was pretty, was pretty awesome. Um, and it's cool to like see, uh, because uh, there isn't much conversation about price or anything. It's just kind of nuts and bolts. What what can this thing become? What is it? Um, and uh,
1: so it's I- it's interesting to see these like these conversations happen again and again throughout Bitcoin's life. I think that's the most fascinating part. Is like seeing them talk about this in 2010, okay. and then seeing us talk about it in 2020 again. And then it's just like over and over. It's like it's like the same matrix, but just different versions of it. That makes sense. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I think, uh, but you could say that of of nearly anything. Um, No, 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 not really. Like what else? Maybe the web? I would just say almost all kind of uh, like an intuitive reaction to a subject uh, kind of persists through time um, unless the like cultural perception has shifted. Like, I don't think it's in the zeitgeist yet. That Bitcoin is actually a pretty efficient means of uh, storing property or preserving property, Um, and I think uh, until that changes, this will just happen over and over and over again. And I think that's true of anything that's kind of um, like nascent and, and easily misunderstood. I'm trying to think of a of an example. Yeah, but one. But I mean, I think oil usage is is probably a pretty good example, comparable. Like most people are. Like your immediate reaction is to poo-poo energy usage because it's like, oh man, the, it emits uh, these greenhouse warming gases when when you use it. But then if you like look, if you look like deeper at it, we have like no alternative. Like uh, society is like entirely dependent on it. Like there, there's a lot at play here. You, If you want to remove oil consumption entirely, then we kind of kill civilization. People literally die and starve. So uh it's just, I, th- I think until like the facts really become part of the zeitgeist, you're just going to have um, like this, this reaction happen over and over, over again to naive, among naive people. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll try to come up with some better examples. Maybe <laughs> I'll put it in the background. Uh, the next top story is um, Bisque is apparently coming to Umbral, which is pretty cool. Uh, I've never used Bisc. I am a, I'm kind of a noob when it comes to some of this stuff, but uh, Bisc is a peer to peer exchange. They do more than just uh, more than just Bitcoin. They allow you to transact in a variety of cryptocurrencies. They have a, an interesting like escrow system, apparently that involves BISC, BISC has its own token involved there. And like they have some kind of DAO or governance happening. I don't really know much about it, but I know a lot of Bitcoiners love to use it to get uh, KYC free Bitcoin. Um, and uh, a lot of people are excited to see it more, more accessible because right now what you have to do is you have to like download a BISC uh, client to your, com- or app to your computer and run it. This will allow anyone with access to an umbral to one-click install it and begin acquiring or selling Bitcoin uh, without KYC, which is, which is pretty cool. Here it is running in a browser, which is kind of evidence, I guess, that they are, they are looking to do it because right now uh, in its current form, it runs as an app. So it running in a browser would, because everything in, in umbral needs a web app, or needs to be a web app because it's accessed through a browser. Um, Yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, Some people are asking, like, what's the difference between RoboSats and BISC? And uh, they're both peer-to-peer exchanges, but I think the primary difference is BISC has, like, this DAO thing for managing uh, its escrow. And then RoboSats is, like, Lightning only and Bitcoin only. And then you can access RoboSats over Tor, and they're probably running their servers uh, somewhere, and you know, hopefully not a, dur- a jurisdiction that uh, minds that they're uh, doing this. Um, yeah, but pretty cool. Have you ever used BISC? No, no. I've been. Need- I've seen. I've seen more
1: than a handful. Well, maybe not a handful. Maybe like a few or a couple workshops on Yeah but that's that's about it but I've never actually gone in there and dived in. I know um somebody inside the lab last year was using it and talking about it a lot. But
0: yeah, I think some people really uh some, I've heard I've heard many people you uh, talked about using it, but most people say it's pretty hard to use. Uh, I hear
1: more about RoboSats these days. I mean, we it seems like we cover it every week at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean it's like kind of there's people inside the lab that you do use RoboSats. So
0: yeah, maybe it's uh, been replaced. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe among Bitcoiners who are who are into Lightning, I think yeah uh, um, that uh, that that I wouldn't see why it wouldn't have. But I think I'm not sure how the volumes on RoboSats still seem pretty modest. I imagine Bisc has much higher volumes, but you think? Yeah, I don't know if it was actually. I know Cash App has really high volumes. <laughs> yeah, all the all the KYC uh, centralized custodial exchanges probably have yeah. insane volumes relative to these guys. But yeah, I, w- I would expect BISC probably does more volume um, mm-hmm. just because they've been around longer. And like people who are trading a lot and stuff probably are more accustomed to it. But I, and you know, it's harder to do very large volumes on um, RoboSats. I don't think they have a base layer option. So Make of that what you will. Uh, but pretty cool. We'll get we'll get another. I think Robosats has an Umbral an Umbral app already. So we'll have another option on Umbral for uh doing peer-to-peer KYC free uh Bitcoin acquisition and selling. Uh the next top story is uh L and D's bug. Wow. New new week, new bug. Um this happened. Yeah. So this was uh it's kind of a related bug to the last time, kind of same part of L and D that uh, ended up breaking. Uh, someone created a trans- like a non-standard transaction. The last transaction was actually relayed by mempools and was standard, but this this one had was a little bit more unique in that it was a it was a unique it was a unique enough transaction that normal mempool policy would reject it. So most no, like most nodes on the network, if you if you like created this uh, transaction on your on your computer and tried to uh, broadcast it to the network, it probably wouldn't get to a miner. Um, but apparently, this, the person who created this, I think his name is Brack. Um, he ended up uh, creating this transaction, which had uh, an abnormal number of uh, witness items in it. Um, and then he paid a miner uh, out of band to include it in a block because it, it, it uh, while it is a non-standard transaction, it does uh, conform to consensus rules. And so it can be mined in a block. It was included in a block. And then uh, when, it, when that block was mined and uh, sent around the network, L&D nodes uh, kind of borked. Because they, because uh, of this part, this part of L and D, where it where it attempts to like more or less uh, reparse blocks and kind of validate them, um, it it just uh, didn't it didn't like it uh, because it it uh, didn't conform to its expectations. And then, very similarly, you would you would uh, not you would fall behind the chain tip. You couldn't sync. And you could lose funds if you didn't upgrade. And so we all upgraded. All of us LND operators. So, um,
1: this is was this the same bug that was patched up a couple weeks ago, or is this an
0: entirely different one? Entirely different bug, but re- quite related. Why? Like, uh, because it It was uh, the bug was in the same part of the code that the other bug was,
1: and uh, they didn't. They couldn't. They couldn't tell, or they they didn't know that that was there. Or is that something you just overlook, or it's just?
0: Like, it's easy to overlook. I mean, I, really? they,
1: yeah. Why is that for? Why is it over easy? Why is it easy to overlook?
0: Um, why is it easy to overlook a uh, um a typo in the articles that you write? I, I clean them all up. You've never made a typo in an article all the
1: time, but if if it's pointed out to me, I'll, I'll reread it through.
0: Yeah. So in this case. Um, this bug was pointed out by apparently AJ towns a couple of weeks ago, noticed that this bug was okay. there and reported it to roast beef. I think he submitted an issue on GitHub. Um, and then they, you know, in an effort to, to, to prevent someone from attacking the network in this way, they deleted the issue is my understanding. Um, Oh, just not showing it. To the world, basically that yeah yeah because because if a, you leave it as an issue, somebody's going to exploit it. Someone's going to exploit it so sooner deleted, than you. They de- they deleted that issue to okay. prevent to prevent to prevent someone from exploiting it before they fixed it. And then somebody came and exploited it. Someone, I think the the argument goes that the person saw that this issue w- existed it was deleted, and uh, they um, they decided to exploit it anyway, um, wow. and that's basically. Is that, how, is that
1: how code usually works? Like, like if you have an issue on Stacker News that uh, that is an issue that could you know cause it to shut down or something, would you delete it so other people wouldn't see it?
0: Um, I think that's reasonable behavior. There's a lot of talk in the dev circles about responsible disclosure of security bugs like this. Um, you know, I think res- the, part of the part of AJ Towns' criticism is that Lightning Labs doesn't have a policy for disclosing bugs like this. And they probably should because in that policy, it would kind of establish communication channels for telling lightning labs about this privately. So they could patch it without. Can you reach out to them via Slack or on Twitter? You could have, but they, but the thing is they didn't provide that information about how you do that. AJ towns, I think has said that I feel bad for having created the issue. I wish I would have gone and, you know, tried to go through this, through these other means. But, you know, part of his argument is that there was no prompt. There was no, there was nothing reminding him that he should be doing that. And so he thought he was doing something relatively benign also because this is a non-standard transaction. It was kind of presumed that no one would attack it on, I think on his part, no one would attack it, um, before they had a chance to patch it. And even, they had, even
1: though they had just gotten, uh, sh- or, or, that, that was counts.
0: accidental. So that was that. That was not intentional. Like no one knew that bug would 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 actually occur um, until that guy was you know basically launched his experiment and it happened. In this case, it was an intentional thing. This guy, you know, as as was stated in the Opera turn. What did it state in the Opera turn? It said something about core lightning. Um, I know you've been on Noster this whole time, but all of this has kind of been <laughs> happening on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, on Nostra, we don't, we don't talk about this stuff. We talk about building and making Noster better. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but it, it was, a it said like, uh, you will use, you will use core lightning and you will be happy is what they offer <laughs> is what the offer turn said.
1: What, what do we have? Like a, how many developers are on, um, LND? What is it like 15,000, 14, 14,000?
0: 14,000. Wow. Is that too many? That's way too many. There's like 9 people that work on LND. No, I mean like a billion on it. Oh, people building on it? I yeah, I think it I think it's like something 80, 90% of the nodes and there so it's are like 14 10 yeah. somewhere. And
1: yeah. then and then for core lightnings, how many? Like uh, a thousand, run thousand, somewhere. Yep. Yeah.
0: Anyway, if you have a if you have an LND node, what was
1: uh, what was all the spicy things that were coming out of this cuz as soon as I got hit on, was it this Monday or Tuesday? I forget what day it was. Tuesday. Cause I came in and I was in a meeting and a hero Keon comes in. Did you see what happened? <laughs> you were like, you were like uh,
0: giddy. Cause so much scandal was going on. Um, it was, I mean, How it's the stackers. I, I mean, I was, I, it was, it's very interesting news. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of, I think what, what, what we talked about. Um, uh, Unless you, unless you remember indifferently, what did, what did what, oh,
1: did uh, yeah. what did what were people saying? I think the biggest thing I saw was the Elizabeth Stark Twitter thing.
0: Oh right, yeah. That
1: so there was that the, was like the biggest thing that everybody was. It was like it, it even it was more. Everybody was talking about that more so than they were talking about the actual bug.
0: Yeah, the drama around the bug <laughs> the was, seemed to be more significant than the actual uh, st- uh like the actual bug itself. But yeah, I think what what it's a good way to it, deflect. Um, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was deflecting. I don't think it was so, uh, conscious. I think what, you know, when these bugs happen, you're in a bit of a, in a bit of a panic, you're kind of, you get quite defensive. Anyway, what happened was Barack is apparently working on liquid stuff. And then, uh, someone on Twitter said that, um, Barack was a grant, a grantee from Blockstream to work on liquid stuff. And then, uh, Elizabeth Stark kind of took, you know, unfortunately didn't do much fact checking on that and then tweeted out that, that this seemed like a somewhat of a, I, th- my, I might be misquoting. So please like verify this, but it seemed like she was saying that, um, it was like kind of a sponsored attack against LND. and Blockstream? block scream. Blockstream was sponsoring which, an attack. Yeah. Which is not on very L and which is not very seriously, which is not, which is not super fair, but I think, you know, you just get defensive, you get wound up. In these kind of situations, she eventually she eventually deleted the tweet. She Um, deleted the tweet. Yeah, yes, she did. Um, And yeah, that's kind of that's all that that's all the drama that happened. There's other there's other drama that's a little that's a little more technical, and it's about this responsible disclosure thing, and it's about whether there's like technical drama about whether uh, L and D should be doing this type of wire parsing where these bugs are occurring, and all other implement or. Um, at least core lighting doesn't do this type of wire parsing, which is why they're not subject to these bugs. They're they're uh, more or less uh, like re- I thought it was
1: because they haven't implemented taproot and a lot of this stuff was in taproot.
0: No, they've implemented taproot, okay. uh, but it it's just they have like a second stage of kind of verifying that the block that they're getting is valid. Um, and rather than assuming that the block the Bitcoin node that they're talking to is kind of doing this already, is my understanding. I might be wrong, but this is this is a lot of the criticism of the implementation because core lighting doesn't do this verification. I think a Claire actually does some of this verification and has had similar issues. Um, so it's not just LND specific. It's it really gets back to this thing of like, should you be re-implementing any any of uh, Bitcoin core's functionality in your applications? And uh probably not because uh there will inevitably be differences and cause and cause issues.
1: Yeah. This was a big story. Big story.
0: Yeah. This is more dramatic than, than the last time certain than the last bug. Certainly. Yeah. Um, here's the initial report of the bug by C auto, who is like a very, a very big node runner does it very seriously. Um, is always paying attention to their node. Good guy. Yeah. Um, and he, he reports it here and they fix it pretty fast. Um, I like how somebody's like, on it. Yeah, Gagero, who is one Just of the major L&D contributors, uh, patches it like within a few hours, I that's think. That's good. And uh, the fix is ready to go. And most of us, you know, most of us how are paying attention upgrade. How long was Stacker News down for? Were you guys down too? Um, our node, so our node couldn't sync, but it didn't go, it didn't go down. I mean, it went down for the time that I upgraded for like a couple minutes. Um, but that's about it. So
1: I guess the next question I have is like, if you're building now, this is already what two times in a month. If you're building, if you're a Bitcoin company building, um, do you still use LND, or or do you now think about using like some other dip- different implementation of Lightning, or or is this not enough yet? How many more do we need before people? It's
0: it's not. not I would say it's not enough yet. I mean, you could argue that if any implementation is like this dominant, it's going to have bugs like this mm-hmm. introduced. Um, and it's just kind of inevitable software has bugs does just as articles written have typos and yeah, but we don't have money attached to, um, I mean, there have been bugs in Bitcoin core. Um, this is a different, this is not Bitcoin core though. This is another layer on top of it. And no one, you know, as far as we know, no one has lost funds as a result of this bug. Um, because it, because of the way lightning works, so long as you upgrade, you're okay. Um, yeah, so I don't, I'm not actually, you know, I, I think, I, I, I would suspect that uh, Lightning Labs is going to be working on making sure these types of bugs don't happen in the future, either by removing this part of the code where they're happening or doing something else. And so I'm a little bit, uh, you know, soothed by that uh, thought, but we'll see. Um, there, you know, it's the benefit of having multiple Lightning implementations is anyone can switch off. Um, and they all have varying, you know, the varying trade-offs associated with them, but this is just, you know, I think this is just par for the course with software personally.
1: All right. We'll keep y'all, we'll keep y'all tuned in to seeing if this happens again.
0: Yeah. Here's the fix from Gagero. He bumps it, but, um. What do you, over and under three months, another bug. Uh, like this? Yeah. Um, I say... I say no.
1: I say under. I say for sure. I say within another month, we we'll have another one. I All think, right. I think this is. I think this is going to be a common reoccurrence, unfortunately. Yeah. There's just. There's just. I mean, obviously, somebody is out there <laughs> looking for this stuff. I mean, right? It's. It. It looks like to me that's what it is. And then you got Tony Giorgio with the next post.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is. He's was- not.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's. What is this one?
0: yeah, so this is related uh tony is is working on a tool to uh, kind of allow people to explore uh, these exploits and then uh, the, these specific exploits he did he did the d bug from a couple of weeks ago and he and he also has implemented this new bug Wow um in it. To begin experimenting with, but he's also there are other exploits that are more at the protocol and network level that he's also planning to build into Ellen's exploit that he hasn't built in yet. But but at least right now you can you can do um, these ty- you can execute these types of bugs with it. But basically, it's a write up of how to. Oh, he
1: finally has a blog post on his A Byte's Journey. Yay! It's
0: been a while. Yeah, it's been a couple months. Um, but uh, it's basically a tutorial on how to how to ex- how to like experiment with these bugs on reg test, and of course you can you can also use them on mainnet if you are so so brave. Um, but uh, yeah, so L is like a suite a protocol or like a, a suite of tools uh, allowing you to do this type of or attempt to exploit lightning in various ways. And again, he, he implemented both of these L and D bugs. And this tutorial kind of walks you through um, oh, nice. an example of you doing this on reg tests. You you basically in a Polar you spin up you spin up two old L and D nodes, and then you perform this attack on them using uh, L exploit, where you you broadcast on reg tests uh, these transactions, um, and then uh, the the nodes that you want to attack get behind, and then you. Uh, submit an old, submit an old channel state that says you have more money than you should. And they are unable to contest it because they are behind uh, due to this bug. And that's, that's the attack. Um, and the, the way, uh, the way his tool works, I haven't actually tried the tool. I need to download it and I want to mess around with it. I love the UI. I don't know if that was, who's doing that is, but I, I love, um, I love these terminal based UIs. They suck. They suck to use. Uh, no, they're, like, they're pretty
1: good. They were back. They were really good in the '90s. Did you not use these in the '90s when you would load up like a floppy disk or anything?
0: Um, no, I don't. I don't think I use many of these. Uh, they're just—they're pretty hard to use. I mean, I love them. I love the simplicity of them, and I—I I love to make them. Um, I just know most users don't like them. Uh, um, but I—that's I, why I want to experiment with it because I think it's really well done and really—it seems really fun to use for—for for that for that reason. Um, and uh, yeah, but I want to use it. And I haven't, I also haven't like messed around with Rust much. So it'd be cool to like compile a Rust project. Yeah. So it, it looks like
1: he goes over the same type, basically it looks like his tab conf um, workshop that he did. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he just kind of did that here in written text, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And definitely, definitely if you can do it, definitely worth pursuing. Cause it's kind of cool
0: see it actually work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, this tutorial will, will basically teach you how to steal money from nodes that haven't upgraded, um, which is which is pretty fun. I
1: wonder how many there are
0: right now. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. Kevin Rook recently posted on Stacker News today about how there's been like a pretty sharp drop off on the number of channels in the Lightning Network and the number of nodes. And it could be either because there are several nodes that haven't been updated, or people have just shut down their nodes because they're like, "This is too much." I know dude, that's
1: that's one of the biggest things that I see is the biggest problem with these bugs is that um, it's gonna it's gonna force people not to um, not to use not to you know spin up their own nodes, and it's also gonna to um, it's gonna it's gonna be like why, why it's going to almost be like Ethereum, right? Like it's like, why do I want to run my own Ethereum? Uh, it's unfortunate, but I I hate saying that, but it, it feels like that. It's going to feel like that more and more of these keep coming out.
0: Yeah. If these keep coming out, I'm, I'm reasonably, Yeah. yeah. Optimistic that, uh, this won't happen that frequently. I think there will be exploits. I just don't think there will be, but this is just, this is running software that handles money. It's going to be going to be complicated. It's going to have, air, it's going to have bugs. Um, and I think things like this only teach us to use it better. That's, that's pretty much that's, that's Tony's argument. Like we should be attempting to, to do these exploits ourselves as Bitcoiners people. We, we should be hardening the network by exploiting it, you know, in a way where we're not actually trying to steal people's funds. We're just trying to prove that these things can be done and, you know, uh, give people use cases that will motivate Uh, us hardening our protocols. Um, And so I think that's more the direction we're going in and these things will just get better and not worse personally. Um,
1: And a heavy week in lightning.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, Next up story is from another, another from pro Xavier. It is, it's kind of about meta. Uh, It's kind of a meta, but I think it's more generally about uh, value for value and just kind of using Bitcoin rather than storing it. Um, but he, he basically asks like what are we gonna look back on sta- on our on our usage on Stacker News at like like the pizza day guy yep. looks back on his um pizza hundred percent. Yeah. Um and uh so there's a there's a pretty involved discussion, like 32 people in here. Uh I would guess the pizza guy, the Bitcoin pizza guy probably doesn't He might regret on some level that he didn't hold on to this thing that gained a lot of value. But my guess is he had other Bitcoin, too. If you're going to spend 10,000 Bitcoin on a pizza, you're probably not spending your entire stash. Um, And so I think I think I mean, either Bitcoin is useful or it isn't. Um, And so either we're going to spend it or we're just going to all store it and we need to use another asset to transfer value around. And then you're making an argument for for basically Ethereum or a tarot asset or a stable coin, and so you gotta you gotta pick which side you're on. Um, I personally think Bitcoin is useful for both spending and saving, and so that's how I use it. Uh, will will we regret dumb purchases made with Bitcoin? Yep. Probably. Um, you know, so so that I mean, that's one of the benefits of using Bitcoin is it causes you to like. Uh, think a little harder about the Bitcoin that you spend and what you buy and whether you need a new wazoo gadget from the gadget company um, or not. And, you know, but people make those mistakes with fiat all the time. You know, arguably they're more costly with Bitcoin. Um, Yeah. But yeah, we basically have a conversation. Yeah, I definitely think like in 2025,
1: we'll start regretting some of these... uh, Upvotes for for
0: sats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could vary. It could you probably var- won't
1: even see. Uh, what are we getting per post nowadays? Like five thousand, five hundred, a thousand sats.
0: Yeah, it depends. I mean, I it, think that's gonna go lower over the years, wouldn't it? It, it varies. Um, yeah, like so,
1: we're getting a thousand sats for this post. Like maybe in four years, that's like ten sats. I that's a
0: thousand sats from forty three from forty three people. But like, dude, in-, in a world where there are, or in a in a in a future where stacker news hasn't died and there are maybe 10, hundred times as many users, um, that's getting 20, 20 sets tops. That's what that's getting at least 20.
1: Okay. You know what? Maybe 200 sets tops that post right there.
0: Yeah. I think, I, I think I fall on the other end of the spectrum with regard to spending Bitcoin. Um, do so you think
1: it actually, do you think the, the sat price of each post will increase
0: um, the you mean the number of sats? I think yeah, the, yeah. I think the the purchasing power of them will at least increase. I don't know about. But in sacramento
1: do you think we'll still see a thousand sat um, bounty right there like that for that? I don't know.
0: I mean, it's so I far. I don't think so. I think yeah, I good. think that's why we fall on the other end of the spectrum. I think uh, I think people will spend. I mean, again, either Bitcoin is a productive asset, and you can do you can spend money and buy things with it, and you want to use it uh, in. In context where it's available to be used or you don't. Uh and again, if you don't if you don't think Bitcoin is a productive asset and it should be spent and should be used as uh a native even, digital currency, then 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 you're arguing for stable coins. I can even see a point, Keon, where Stacker News has a separate
1: sub where it's just like free post and it's just like the dollar bin <laughs> for like where everybody can throw their if they want to post on Stacker News. You can throw in the, 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 the one sat bin or whatever, and then like to make it to the front page of stacker news, maybe it's like, you have to like, I don't know, man, I can see that. I can see that being a thing.
0: I think there'll be, there'll be a lot of, I mean, stacker news will be very different in the future. I think I can't really reason very well about how people will spend Bitcoin in the future, but I think, I think like the Bitcoin pizza guy, don't spend all of your Bitcoin. You should. You should spend have some. All. You should have some for spending. Yolo. Some for saving. So that's. There's
1: a meteor coming in 2023.
0: Yolo. Let's do it. Is there really? No, there's not. <laughs> but you never know. I don't know what kind of articles you're reading. <laughs> you never know. Um. That. So we're, we're on to our. Those are the top five stories. We're on to our favorite stories. My oh, favorite. Yeah. My what favorite. Favorite story. Of the week? My favorite story of the week is this from Chunking Express. He. Asked why it's difficult to convince software engineers to understand Bitcoin, um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good as a software engineer and who has friends who are software engineers who I have trouble uh, bringing over. Uh, it's pretty good. It's kind of an old like like the initial post or the top post of the week. It's kind of an old thing. Um, there's a really a really great article uh, on Citadel 21 about why the yuppie elite dismiss Bitcoin. This is something that. Um, a yuppie? Someone elite? In, I've never heard that before. Someone in Pleb Lab shared this to me. It's a very good article about this exact phenomenon. I would I would call most software engineers these days the yuppie elite. it's um, kind of mean. Uh it's true. They're like well paid and comfortable and, you know, on TikTok most of the day or Twitter or whatever, and they're not really doing much. They're not hustling. So they're they're pretty much the yuppie elite. They don't have that basically and I my recollection of this of this article in particular is that um they don't have much need for Bitcoin, and so they're not they're not going to spend the time to understand it. And you know, King Express's argument is that Bitcoin's innovation is kind of political and philosophical, and isn't necessarily technical. Which is ma- which is how some of some software engineers might interact with something like Bitcoin. They might evaluate it on technical merits, although it it has a bunch of technical merits, but it really excels at solving political and philosophical problems. And so it's kind of hard for people who are divorced from political and philosophical problems because they're you know in the upper classes of society and you know don't don't kind of deal with this kind of stuff um, at all or need to care about it. You know, most of them probably don't vote or, or are concerned about politi- politics at all um, And so that that's basically the argument is that's interesting I,
1: I, yeah, that's an interesting um, take. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily agree to that. With what? With the whole yuppie elite and how they don't care and all this. I, I'm not gonna not gonna say I, I agree because I don't definitely don't think that's entirely true. But I think there's there's definitely an opinion there that um that's probably why we don't see that many engineers entering the space all the time. Um if you go to the next story, which is my top story, <laughs> I think we'll start seeing more and more of them because Twitter. Sued for a class action lawsuit uh, because they laid off a lot of people. Uh, Elon Musk came in there. He's a, uh, well, if there's yuppie elites, he's definitely a, um, a Gen X elite. Um, so he he began laying off people on November 1st and uh, people got together and um, now they're suing him. And it's, uh, I think they said a total of, Where's the amount here? It's
0: like nearly five thousand people. It's
1: yeah, five thousand people.
0: So yeah, he, I thought that's he, what it was. Maybe, yeah. It might be. It might be fewer. It might be yeah, half find that. Find
1: the amount. Yeah. So okay, here we go. Check here, uh, eliminating thirty-seven hundred jobs or fifty percent of the total workforce at Twitter uh, over the course of these past couple of weeks that he's been in there, uh, and then he didn't give them a sixty-day advance notice.
0: So I guess he thought he was in Texas.
1: Because in Texas, you you can fire
0: at any point. I mean, my guess is uh, Elon Musk is pretty familiar with these kinds of laws and probably has a legal team informing him. I mean, given that he runs uh, two other massive companies, I don't know. He seems like a guy that shoots from the hip. Um, I have a feeling he he probably. It seems like he shoots from the hip because that's. I feel like that's his public persona. I've. I don't think you can shoot from the hip that reliably, uh, and and expect companies like tesla and spacex to do well um that consistently and that uh, i don't know of anyone building companies that large but do you think do you think that do you think do you think then who was
1: supposed to tell him that hey uh you could probably get sued for this or you think he just did it he ran the numbers with his attorneys yeah, yeah i guess
0: they, they probably went over the pros mm. and cons and they probably have a decent legal argument for why this isn't this doesn't violate i think i think this is also jumping the gun i don't i don't know what constitutes like uh, maybe he plans to give them a severance of some kind that more or less is makes us into a 60 day notice. I don't know. They are they, uh, in the article, which I read when you sent it to me, they talk about how he's done something similar at a, in a Tesla situation, which makes me, makes me pretty confident that he's aware uh, that this could be an issue. So I'm, you know,
1: what do you, um, how are you liking Twitter these days? Do you think it's gotten better or worse? I haven't been on there. I'm on Nostra November, but um
0: Yeah, all the hip all the hipsters are on Nostra, uh this month. Um but uh, so why aren't you on there? Um I'm too busy not fapping and not shaving. So <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh, uh I'm not doing any of that. But uh You're l- still on Twitter? I'm still on Twitter. I think it's fine. It's the fine. I I mean it seems like they're sound better or it seems the same. Oh wow, seems the same. Seems the same to me. That's cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll expect some degradation of performance. I mean, this is how you run a company. I think a little bit, I think he knows what he's doing he's trying to make the company more efficient. I mean, most of us have, I I've known several people who've talked to me in private conversation. and are like, what do you, what do you think all of those employees at Twitter do all day? Like why do they need so many employees? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know there's lots of scalability challenges with a network like Twitter. And so that, you know, that, that mandates a certain number of employees, but you know, five, five, in excess, well, what is this? in excess of 7,000 employees, yeah, 8,000 like, employees must've been like, yeah, seven or 8,000. That's a lot of people. And they're, you know, there's but a lot not of
1: the only ones that are doing layoffs. Like you have meta, you have some yeah. of these other places that are doing layoffs. Like a lot of these companies are not are as aggressively failing. though. Uh, they're, they're, twi- they're failing.
0: Yeah. 50, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're outright failing because they're obviously still worth something and worth in many cases billions of dollars. Um, yeah, I guess yeah on paper yeah on paper. Um, I mean, the people who own those shares can trade them in for for billions of dollars. Uh, um, but uh, I, th- I think in Twitter's case, it was it's an exceptionally large layoff. I think most of the other layoffs we're seeing from other companies are like roughly twenty percent. Well,
1: if you're a Twitter person that's been laid off, you should think about building on Bitcoin.
0: That's right. Come see Carr
1: here down at Pub Lab. Now, I would just say that was a perfect opportunity. I mean, a lot, there's a reason why all these companies are doing horribly. Uh, it's, it's because, you know, Lightning and, and call it what you like, Web3 is like coming in here and like eating their lunch. So there's, there's a reason why a lot of us have taken off and gone to Noster, whether that's the right, you know, course, we'll see, but uh, people are ready for something different. People are tired of um, what used to be a great note-taking app in Twitter. So.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think these layoffs are associated with... Do you think these layoffs are associated with Twitter um, losing value. I mean, it seems, this seems all connected. I think it's all connected. I personally feel like if Twitter, if Musk hadn't joined these layoffs might not have happened at all. And so I think this is more Musk's executive executive decision to be like, Hey, Twitter employees, wake up and, uh, do your job and you'll be able to stay around. This is, I mean, this is a huge wake up call. Imagine you're one of the 50% that got, that has stayed Um, you're now afraid you're going to be part of the next, uh, layoffs. And so you're, you're like, you'll likely at least put in more hours. I don't know if you'll be more productive, but you'll at least try to appear that way. So you
1: have Lyft cutting 13% of its employees. You have Stripe cutting 14%. You have, uh, 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 Amazon, they're on a pause for hiring. Um, Robinhood, Coinbase are announcing layoffs. Yeah. This is what happens when you, when a technology comes it comes in and disrupts everything people are seeing i'm i'm not saying
0: they're all seeing it but dude i think everybody knows wait so you think this has this this is this is caused by bitcoin i think i think this is this is this is
1: people seeing the writing on the wall yes i do think so i oh. think this is people seeing the writing on the wall where lightning and, and bitcoin and web3 and all this stuff is going I mean, and and they're looking to pivot into a different direction and maybe hire employees that can do these things i mean you saw what Lightspark did over the course of the summer i mean they even shut down their uh their libra coin or whatever
0: oh the guy david marcus yeah
1: so i think i think i think everybody kind of knows like where this is all headed new york times is writing about it
0: they're writing yeah, about
1: bitcoin they're writing being the about cause they're of... writing about these
0: layoffs but they're not they're not making the uh, link that you're making that this is caused by Bitcoin. I'm not saying it's directly caused. I'm saying the writing's on the wall. Like it's it's
1: like you think you think you can. Do you think Reddit? Like I've asked you this before. Do you think Reddit is going to be able to compete with Stacker News? Do you think they can do the same thing that you're doing?
0: Um, they might not need to. I mean, I might be making so many mistakes that they might not need to. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm. Do you think I, they just come in and buy Stacker News? No, I don't think that happens either. I don't. I think. I think. I think if Stacker News is going to be a successful product, it's it's likely going to be under the radar to someone like Reddit. Hey, man, I know they're doing I, I'm, stuff I'm with Web three. I say
1: we're in a lot better spot than we were a year ago. Ultimately, what I'm saying is we're in a lot better spot than we were a year ago in Lightning and Bitcoin. Uh, much better, even with all these bugs. I hear that we're very excited. We're we're in very. We're, we're exceptional- drawing attention. There's people. There's. People are looking. Mm-hmm. People are looking at these crazy Bitcoiners and these Web 3 ers these crypto people, and they're saying, "You know what? There's something over there."
0: I think. I think. I actually don't think there's much. I don't, I don't think there actually is much improving. I don't think. I don't think any of the any of the devaluations of these companies has anything to do with Bitcoin. I think it's like broader macroeconomic trends. I definitely think there's more interest in Bitcoin and stuff. I just. I just don't. I think the link is like not not really connected between the two things. I think they're both happening simultaneously, Um, but I don't think one is causing uh, the other really. Personally, we'll we'll see. We will see. (laughs) Or we will never see. I don't know if we'll ever be able to determine whether that's true. We'll know. We'll know like a year or three years from now. So this is, we're rebranding this last part as the uh, super stat segment. Super Um, um, testnet, you're welcome. Super testnet has uh, personally requested this and we are complying with his request. Uh, uh, top stackers of the week, Kale stacked quite a bit. This was, uh, I believe this, he, he launched the app, um, uh, pretty recently. And so that's where those, those stats, those, those extra stats came from is from the SN mobile app. Um, Peter Todd stacked quite a bit. He posted, he posted an article or he posted, I think, um, a post on RBF mempool policy, Um, and that whole kind of drama going on right now, uh, tip and Z with their AMA, uh, Byzantine. I don't know what that came from, but six posts and three comments that must've came from a number of top stackers. Um, I mean, most people, most people in the top 21 stackers, uh, earned almost a dollar, which is pretty neat. Uh, i actually don't need to do that. Um, uh, Top spenders, me, I spent a lot of sats. Um, I'm maybe that pizza guy. That's that's maybe going to be me in a couple of years. Um, I, I ended up spending quite a few sats. Uh, Tony spent quite a few. Um, uh, he must be making a lot of money with his uh, pizzeria that he runs. Um, Bitcoin Maxi News also spent quite a bit. Too big to fail. Um, There's some of us that I think believe that Bitcoin is a productive asset, and I'm I'm happy uh, they've joined me on stacker news Um, and uh, you know, kind of bigger, broader stats, uh, things are going up. um, So over the last uh, month, like we had a a dip over three months after we removed free posts and comments. And most of that we're now back to like that, the the level we were before dips and things appear to be growing again, which is pretty cool. So um, see all the layoffs are helping. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're looking don't for know.
1: jobs, these Twitter people are looking for jobs.
0: They're yeah, they're just becoming stackers. They're coming. Board they're becoming. Stackers. That's right. They're the, yeah. Maybe I should just put out See? a call. Be like, hey, if you guys need to earn a dollar a week, you guys.
1: There you come go. on, Stacker News. Hey man, thirty seven hundred stackers potential users right there, Keon. That's true. You're welcome. Thank you, Carl.
0: <laughs> All right. Do we have any boosts? This yeah, day? we
1: got we got one boost from our main guy, Blockchain Boog. He just gives us a star and a uh applause for uh, last week's episode Jason Goes to Teletubby Land nice uh, yeah how was your halloween i didn't even ask you how was your halloween on that monday what did i do
0: oh i watched uh oh god i watched um hellraiser for the first time uh, the, the oh, most the recent new- hellraiser oh is it good uh, it is. It's really good. I didn't realize Hellraiser had like a bunch of lore behind it. And I there, there have been either. like 10 Hellraiser movies too scary. over the course of time. When I was a kid, it was like quite scary to me. But it's actually like a pretty, it, it's actually a pretty well-contained story. And it like makes sense. Like the lore makes sense. It's a little bit scary. It's got spooks and stuff in it. But it, what's cool is it has like sort of a sci-fi fantasy really? aspect to it. Is it an alien? at least, at least that's how it's evolved is like the most recent one I would, I don't want to, I don't want to like spoil it or anything, but the most recent one it, it involves like, it basically hinges around an enchanted object that calls about, uh, these beans that are called, I believe sen- sense And, uh, that's that's base, that's basically it, and it's pretty cool. So I'm thinking of going back and like watching all, all of the old ones, all of the old ones. But they don't have as much developed lore. The most the most recent one is a good like entry point though to understand it. Wow, I watched that. How was your Halloween? Uh, I watched uh, Stranger Things,
1: the new one, okay. number four. Dude, the the show has gotten better over over the course of the four seasons, but um. They're so dude, they're just like hit it just reminds you of a Steven Spielberg movie at this point. Like it there's it's, it's so perfect. Like the music, the 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 sound, like the shots, the acting, like the storylines. Like it just feels like a Steven Spielberg like movie. Like Goonies. It's just, yeah, it's just like perfect. Yeah. I don't know how you can't make anything more perfect than yeah they're in, they're in their little thing and it works like it works really well like and there's this like amazing like metallica master of puppets like uh kind of like scooby-doo like transition thing it's kind of funny
0: um anyway did you wear the tell did you wear the telet- oh yeah, telet- yeah yeah i wear or, that okay yeah, i'll bring that back awesome <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean you don't need a, I mean anyway but zap see you next time